podcast for a while because you gave me a look when you heard this song come in bro it's been a minute huh? i know your wifey's been listening to it she told me i like it yeah you didn't like the other one i like it too what are the haters bro why as soon as i put a song from my youth that i used to play it and then it's like everyone's like uh, what happened what happened to carlos Baez? song uh, <laughs> hey can i can you let me listen thank you Loma santiago <laughs> Ahí está, ahí está. That's enough of that. Oh my God. Back by popular demand. And by popular demand, I mean, no, actually, I was going to make a joke, but no, people really wanted to hear you ladies come on the podcast and make fun of us. <laughs> it seems to be somebody, something that everybody wants to listen to. Me and Chicle and myself getting ridiculed by our wives. I love it. I'm here for all of it. Okay. I'm here for all of it. <laughs> Relax. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Hey, we're just letting you into what happens on a daily basis. Okay? <laughs> for real. Recording it and sharing it. Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, let's do it. No, no, no. I, around my wifey, I'm nothing. I'm a nub. I get rubbed down to the bare minimum. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Ground Grasshopper. You may see the Grasshopper. I'm going to preface this episode by saying, Selena, you have made me drink pomegranate and tequila at least four or five, ¿cómo se dice? Cravats? Cravat? A cravat of tequila and pomegranate is what I've had a lot of. Chicle as well. And the wifeys as well. Yeah. Let's try this again. This episode is brought to you by Grasshopper. The wonderful people at Grasshopper providing you with medicinal, recreational, all of the things that you need to make yourself feel amazing. I feel amazing right now. Do you feel amazing? Ooh, you're whispering. Yeah. You're whispering. <laughs> How amazing do people feel when they bust out that heavy metal card, though? Bro. Oof. I used it. I've been using it. Really? Let me tell you who's involved right now. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, they're Patreon members, a.k.a. Mo Brown Social Club members. If you are part of this click gang social club, you get a card. Mm-hmm. That card is heavy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about heavy card stock. I'm talking about... Metal, mm-hmm. heavy metal. I'm talking about like, oh my God, this is steel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> heavy, hard. You can do a lot of things with that. Getting discounts is one of them. Discounts currently provided by us, Three Punk Ales, The Elwood, yes. Manhattan, <gasps> Grindhouse Coffee. What? Next week, I believe we're going to have Bottle Rocket. Ooh. So, I mean, slowly it's growing and spreading. El Cruce, you know, things like that. Uh, Tavern at the Vol. It's spreading. It's I growing. Someone flashed it Aww. at a place they didn't even know they would get a discount, but they did anyways. Did they get the discount? Yeah. They were probably like, oh my God, I'm so blown away by the manufacturing right? product. This, <laughs> what is this? Wow. I'm, gonna, I'm in, I'm in for I, it. Can I hold it? Tapesado. It is. Can you hold it is more of a better way to put it. So Can you? So quick question though. Like, so if I go to three punk. Go ahead. And I bust out the car. Mm-hmm. What would I. At add? three punk specific, specifically, you're going to get a $5 pint or you're going to get a $10 crawler. Mm. Pints are usually $7 or crawlers are usually 14. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not quick at math, but that's a discount. Mm. At the Elwood, you're going to get happy hour prices all day. Mm. <gasps> at the Manhattan, I think I like it's the that. same. But I don't want to speak out of turn for Matt. He's consulting with his partner. <laughs> but I feel like you're going to get the same price. Okay. Nice. The beautiful voices you're hearing are one, 
Es Selena Lugo. Bienvenida al programa. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And number two, Miss Crystal Rennie Ledesma Garcia. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> If you think I'm inebriated, these ladies are next level inebriated. They're like, I don't want to do a podcast because I don't want to know. I don't want to say something that's out of term good. You guys are going to say some outlandish things today. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? What's going on in the world? There's a lot of things going on in the world. People throwing tortillas. Mm. Uh, oh, on, on the oh. People throwing tortillas, bro. Boo. You don't have a boo? Yeah, you know, no, boo. It's a Come tradition, on. though. Come on. I, I mean, my abuelita Jesus. told me the tortilla toss. Tortilla toss. I grew right? up doing tortilla Jesus. tosses, bro. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. <laughs> It's not that, a tradition. That was the most ridiculous <laughs> Never, anybody never have I say. ever heard that. The That's most ridiculous crazy. thing that it was mission tortillas, bro. That's ridiculous. <laughs> who buys mission tortillas? <laughs> who? Who? Oh wait, do we, wait, do we got mission tortillas? No. All right. Get let me continue. Get let me let me continue. <laughs> who buys mission tortillas and acknowledges being? Oh, I'm half Mexican. I can get away with saying shit no. like this and doing things like this. Nah. No, you can't, nah. sir. Nah. Sir, no, you nah. can't. Nah. That response, that apology, was the most mm, scapegoat. Absurd. It was very prepared. I feel like a lawyer came up and said, you know what, bro, to say this, you know, you're half Mexican. Let's play into that. Lean into that. Do this. No. I went to school with a bunch of dudes that said they were from Spain when in reality they grew up in Colonia Libertad, Tijuana. <laughs> this guy who gave this apology, same dude, same dude coming out and saying, hey, I'm Mexican. This never happened to me. Blah, 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 blah. Nail papito. Yeah. If you were really Mexican, you, you don't do shit like yeah. that, bro. Nah. Come on. For, throw some meat, throw some cheese, make it a party, bro. Don't just throw tortillas. That's so like, come on. Yeah. Make it interesting. And then, ugh. But throwing anything at the yeah. opposing nah. team after you won nah, cool. is probably not going to go over well. Throw a handshake, throw a hug. That's what you need to do. Two, four, six, say, who do we appreciate? Throw <laughs> yeah. those things out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you yeah. need to throw out. Yeah, man. I don't know. The whole I'm situation. See, I, I saw the coach either got fired or mm -hmm. he resigned. He got fired. Right? He, he, got fired. fired. he got straight up fired. Which I wonder if, if he got fired with without pay or if he got fired with mm -hmm. severance pay. This ain't the police, bro. You don't Which, get put on administrative leave. I feel like in a school district, you're out. You're out. Mm, it should me. be that way, uh, right? No, tell me. Right? Tell me. I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. That I just seems like a crazy I situation. I, I would imagine that in a place like that with with the affluent community that that gentleman was sent off with his pockets lined up and someone has to take the fall for it. They still don't think they did anything wrong. Of course. They not. still don't think they did anything wrong. Everything they did not. was according to plan, according to schedule. No hicimos yeah. nada mal, todo bien, todo en orden. Just It was a little, yeah, you know, it's just a little. random fact that the team they played is like 98% Latino, free and reduced lunch, school population. Um, couldn't have picked a worse school to uphold this tradition, so called that. We've been like they've never done before, so that's kind of weird. You're from San Diego through and through. You grew up here in Paradise Hills. I'm from San Diego. We've had our histories with with uh, Coronado, whether it's sports or just visiting. You know, we've gone to the beach down there. I was in a band once upon a time, and we played a show. We played shows down there on a place called the Library. I'm very familiar with the way things work in Coronado. I'm very familiar with how things are in Coronado. Par for the course, bro. This this, this doesn't. When I heard it was in in Coronado, I was like, uh, yeah. Of course. Like, th th this is nothing new. Yeah, they have Mexicans there. Yeah, they have black dudes there. They have minorities there. But ultimately, you, you know the hand that controls everything mm -hmm. in Coronado is that, that heavy-handed, you know, Anglo-Saxon hand, bro. And then 
It just wasn't surprising when I heard it. It was a little surprising when I heard a, a Mexican dude was the one who orchestrated it, somebody, an alumnus from Coronado. But ultimately, I was like, bro, if your last name Garcia, you're probably pronouncing it Garcia. <laughs> I, I, I went to school with a dude. I went to school with a dude. Garcia. I'm not going to say the person's name, but I'm going to let you know the last name. And his last name was Garcia. And I know because he was in my ISP class. And in an ISP class, you said in alphabetical order and his name was Garcia. And I remember one day in class, he was like, actually, it's pronounced Garcia. My parents are from Spain. I was like, fool. <laughs> Your parents are from Tijuas. Get out of here. I'm being dead serious, dude. <laughs> Beyond serious. That's the kind yeah. of stuff I grew up watching and just kind of observing. I'm like, all right, okay. That's how, that's how we're getting down now. That's how we're getting down. Ultimately, Coronado, it doesn't surprise me. What we did do is we put that question out to everybody in the Emo Brown Social Club. Yeah. And we got we got. Some responses, you know, um, San Diego don't claim Coronado no more <laughs> until we need to go to the beach, homie. <laughs> then we claim him. Uh, hold the kids accountable. Educate these kids. This is a teachable moment. Consequences in every choice they make. Disgraceful. I don't care who you are. Their titles should be stripped. I'm so angry. If they resort to this, we're doing something right. They can't stop our forward progress. Angry. Don't waste these tortillas. I need them for my burrito. See? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who uses wow. corn tortillas for a burrito first? Of all? His dad's name's Garcia too, probably. <laughs> I wonder what would throw at the white kids. This is so messed up. It ain't right. Ashamed. They are from San Diego County. Ultimately, everybody was upset. It is what it is. Things will never change because these are the things that have been put in place. Damn, it sucks that we started with this. Why did we start with this? I don't know. You I started this, huh? I brought it up. You, you, Damn. you. I wanted to talk about kids, but I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's a good thing, though, because mm -hmm. I think so much stuff has happened. And maybe, you know, a little over a year ago when we, when I first started to come on board, we were talking about all the different things, right? Ahmaud Arbery and, you know, then George Floyd. And there was a lot of mo like momentum and movement, which I think is still happening, but no one's really talking about it, you know, and there's still children in, you know, at the convention center and other parts of the country that are without their parents. There's all these things happening and no one says anything. Right. And then this thing happens in Coronado and I've seen comments of like, well, where's the outrage? Where are the people, you know, stepping up and protesting? And I think it's happening. I think the media is not necessarily covering it. And I think people aren't posting it as a, like a, uh, as a, but like the cool thing to do. Right. Which I don't know, but I think we need to talk about that stuff because at the root of it, it is racist. It is racism, you know, and people need to acknowledge that. And if you don't like that, if that makes you feel uncomfortable, then don't do it and say that, you know, but don't, justify by calling it a tradition oh and so and so did it and that person did it i don't know anybody who you know? did it bro no. and, and never, i've never no. even heard I'm, of that no no i've never, never been around anybody not, not, e yeah. not even as a joke with right? family gatherings no. never damn ever, wifey ever. been drinking bro wifey been drinking never. she coming with that fire no, i just talked to my mom about this the other day and i'm like like this is crazy i i don't know i guess for me like you know, being as diverse as we are in San Diego, like maybe I'm naive. We'd like to think we're diverse. Yeah, but I honestly, I guess it, it took me by surprise that it would happen, I guess. 
you know? And so my mom's like, dude, she was like, there's racism everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're like cockroaches, you know? There's racism yeah. in Chula Vista. Yeah. There's racism here in Paradise Hills. There's racism yeah. all over. And I've, and I've talked to my mom about this too. Like, you know, I've never experienced it, you know? And I've asked her if she's ever experienced it or if my grandparents ever experienced it. So we've never... N- as far as I know, none of my family members have experienced it. So it's, to me, it's like, it's, it's insane. It's sad and it's insane. It's, there's no need. There's no need, no need, no need. Have you guys ever experienced racism? Uh, only at, at the old rage at the brewery, you know, when people yeah. come in, it's like, oh, it's a cool place. It sucks that it's owned by a Mexican. Like that, yeah, uh, yeah I got that. Got that. <laughs> yeah. And Dwayne, RIP, when, when my dude was still working at the brewery, he would tell me, he's like, bro, there's some racist people down here. I was like, bro, Chula Vista at its core is conservative. And there's a lot of old heads that still roll around the neighborhood. And they're not shy when it comes to letting you know what's really on their mind. You know, for me, the, the, the worst part was having to address these issues and because wife is going to, Crystal's going to get mad. I was watching the news and we never really watched the news if the boys are around because they're still little and questions come up, but we were watching the news and that came up. And then Sonny, he's, he's nine and he's like, daddy, why are they throwing tortillas? And then I tell him, oh, you know, this is what, it just brought up a conversation that I don't think should have been had. Obviously it's a conversation that needs to be had. Our kids are Mexican. Our kids are going to grow up in this environment. Our kids are going to be witness to a lot of these things, but he's little. Bro. Like he's excited about building like Lego castles with little moats and stuff. And, and, you know, just, Oh daddy, look at, uh, plants versus zombies. I got a new skin. And then for him to just be like coincidentally sitting on the couch, watching the same thing we were watching, like dad, why are they throwing tortillas? Why? And I told him, he's like, cause they're, they're being disrespectful. And, and he's like, but why? And he's like, and I don't know. How do you explain racism to a nine-year-old? So I just kind of like skirted around the issues. Like they just, they weren't being polite. They were being disrespectful. They were throwing tortillas because what do you eat? What do we have here at the house? He's like, tortillas. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, they're making fun of us. How does that make you feel? He's like, well, that's not cool. That's all right. So we kind of just left it at that. And I was like, eventually this is something we're going to have to pick up and, you know, like address again. But he's, in my opinion, he's too little to to fully comprehend and wrap his brain around what, what was at the root of this, you know? So I'm just going to leave it at, at a superficial level. Be like, this is what's going on. Just know it's there. This is not time for the conversation, but my friend, <laughs> it's coming. You're going to have to learn. It sounds like you kind of had it though. And I don't think kids are ever too young to understand like right and wrong. I don't want to rob him of his innocence. You know, like I want him to view life but, right but now. I, through like, oh, I think this that's is cool. part of the problem. I, I think that's why there's people growing up with these beliefs is for the same reason, yeah. you know, for the same reason that so many people are getting so defensive about it because they don't want to be called racist. Bro, and people got defensive. You know, and and why? Because, oh, well, but I'm not, you know, but you did something that that is. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're not 100% every day, every action racist. You know, you don't like hate people, but those are the things that why change doesn't happen because no one... Everyone's scared to talk about it, you know, and if, if kids grow up understanding that and knowing, you know, this is the way the world is right now. And by hopefully by the time they're our age, it, it hopefully will be different. What do you think though? At your root, what is, what do you feel? That I are- think it can be like just seeing like our students in high school, you know, what they're, what they're talking about, what they're thinking about, what they're pushing back on, you know, how open they are and, you know, like. 
there was also the the gentleman. And I think one thing to say, the things that we've experienced in the past year and a half don't compare, right? Like we started off talking about people being murdered, mm-hmm. uh, black men in particular and women, not new, right? And then all these other things that keep popping up, like the the kids who wore a Mexican flag to their graduation and were yeah. not allowed to receive their diploma. Because What's the proper their- way to address that? What what do you do? Why was this person singled out? Why 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 why? When it wasn't just one kid, yeah, there were several instances of that, and it's fascinating because I had a kid email me before our graduation and ask like, "Hey, is there a dress code? Like, my mom really wants me to to wear the flag." Is that okay? I was like, dude, you have to. In all caps, I yelled at him in an email. I said, you have to. I don't get it. Like, this country, other than native folks to this land, nobody, whether you're Garcia or Garcia or whatever you want to say. Garcia. Garcia. No problem. No problem. You know? I'm sure he's listening. None of us us are from here. Like, Mm -mm. who cares what flag they're wearing? Like, they're proud of their roots or their culture. Like, why are people so afraid of people being proud of who they are and being aware of who they are? So remind me, where did that happen? Where did that happen? Um, I I think the first one. Yeah, somewhere Um, considered the South country. I, I don't remember exactly where. Um, it wasn't in California, no, it was not. but I've heard of several other kids um, that that happened to. And like at our graduation, we had that young man wearing the Mexican flag proud. And then we had another young student wearing the pride flag. And who are they hurting? Exactly. What is the negative outcome of <laughs> no uh, something one. like this? Like no let people go. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? I saw a couple. I started like going. Down the, the the rabbit hole on YouTube of like, well, who are these people? Boom, 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 boom. And then I just started like uncovering videos of the parents, the family members, people in, in the audience and the crowd, you know, not necessarily of those kids' parents, but other kids that were there and they were just railing on the, the superintendents or on the principal, whoever was a higher up there. It's like, you don't understand our view. You don't understand the position. It's like, well, explain it to us. And they couldn't say shit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say. No. It's like, what is this kid doing? You, you got kids. Wrong. Yeah, you got other kids wearing other representative, you know, flags or, or, or icons or labels or whatever, you know? If you're going to be that nitpicky, then just say, you know what? No, clean cut. Everybody has to play by the same rules. There's no this, there's no that. But they got into trouble because they just kind of like started slowly segmenting and, you know, getting a little like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're fine. It's like, that's where you get in trouble. Like, create yeah. a flat blanket rule and say, no, abide by this and that's it. Nobody else. Why? We're going to play it straight or be like, hey, this is your day. You've earned it. What, whatever you feel fueled you to get to the finish line and run right through it, wear it. Mexican flag, cool. Pride flag, awesome. Whatever it is that you identify and represent with, wear it and go with it. They chose neither. They chose to be like, okay, that's allowed. That's not allowed. Yeah. And when you start doing that, yeah. this, this is exactly the outcome that you get. That's tough. And I think, too, the other thing that was weighing heavily on me is all these kids survived the pandemic. You know, they were robbed of eight months of high school life. Experience. Senior year. You know, and I was talking to a a colleague about it of, you know, which one was worse, this class or or last year's seniors who, you know, lost all the end of the year stuff. The activities. The the graduation. And their first year of college or whatever they wanted to do after high school. Like they didn't get any of that. This class had no senior year of high school 
except for like the very end, we were able to do stuff and to like want to shut these kids down or like, I don't know, they've already been through enough. Like what, why, why are you going to mess with them? I don't know. I don't get it. I'm, I'm even less understanding of what goes on. I still have young kids. You're around this situation. You know, you, you, you are a dean of students at a high school and you see all this, but you are way different than the normal people that we see in these positions, you know? Yeah, you know what? In fact, mm. I'm not dean of students anymore. Uh, oh, <clears throat> hold on, hold on. Wait, breaking news. Go ahead. Dean of culture. <laughs> what does that mean, dean of culture? You know what? I went through a, a leadership program where our, our word that we came up with collectively was disrupt. And one of the ideas was to disrupt how the community views a vice principal or assistant principal, you know, or dean of students who, as a mentor one day told me, is the cop of the school, you know. Damn, bro, look at you. And, like, my goal was to, like, change people's mind about that, you know, because I remember my vice principal, like, he wasn't nice, you know. In the Do you remember his name? Yeah, I don't want to say it, but... Mine was Mr. Warren, who's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Schaefer, he was the principal, even bigger prick. Yeah, all I know is we got him to pick up <laughs> dog poop one day at lunch, so... What happened? That made me happy. There was, like, dog poop on the on the ground, and at Point Loma High School at the time, you could buy, like, a hamburger at lunch, you know? Like, the school version of a hamburger, mm-hmm. and there was a wrapper. And I don't know who, but someone decided to scoop up the poop with the rapper. He called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did that because, you know, obviously it's a audio recording, but you can't see, but our children's are here as well listening. Um, but anyways, we had the poop. Someone someone had it in their hands in the wrapper, oh, okay. right? And the poop is right there. And then a friend comes over and smacks it out of my hand and it flies across the courtyard. And right at that moment, Vice principal's walking by. This man thought it was a hamburger. <laughs> so he picks it up. Smell it. Taste it. <laughs> and he, he like brings it close to his nose. No. Oh. Bro, you threw a poop burger at your principal. I like and how you try to like shift it. the blame at somebody else. Oh, somebody walked no. by the wind no. and then my hand and then like, it, I don't know. Now, I'm just honestly like... It did. It did get knocked out of my hand by my homie Leo. Oh, <laughs> damn! What just, a rat! You won't out the vice principal, yeah. but you at the homie yeah. with you. <laughs> hey, because that's one of my friends. That like I still keep in touch with him and Robert. Like, remember when we threw poop? <laughs> hey, that's one of our favorite memories because the guy was not cool. You no. know, like he was not trying to connect. He was not trying to get to know us. He was looking to see who who am I gonna get. You know, who's next in my office? And straight up, the kind of guy, like, one time they bring a punk band to our, our, our quad area. Ooh, what band was it? Some band, I don't know, some, like, college band. No, not like a, it wasn't like a, you know, just whatever we band had they had play at our high school. Oh, really? What's up, Dom? Oh, <laughs> what's up, Dom? My bad. The Perlono. Anyways, <laughs> punk band, what's going to happen in a punk band concert? A mosh pit? I would hope so. <laughs> so I gently, like, li- 
for real, I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. I, I you like, didn't throw barely, the poop burger and you didn't do the next thing. Go I ahead. I barely pushed a friend. Like mm. I was sitting down, like how hard could I push him? But I, I pushed him. And again, this man was like right there. Coming What's his out name, of the bush. bro? What's his name? He jumps out of the bush and he grabs me by my shoulder. Like how you would expect, like in the movies, you know, like, oh, he's in trouble. Lo llevan de la oreja. Like he grabbed me like that. He's like, come with me. He takes me to his office and like, I was like, dude, like for real? Like, did you hear the music? Did you see what was going on? Like, are you gonna Did you talk your way out of it? Of course, because I was also, you know, academically, I did, you know, I, I won't say I was a good student. I just did what I had to and enough to stay out of trouble. So like my citizenship grades were good. Like I was under the radar. I don't know, bro. This last couple of stories you gave us gives you the complete opposite of you being under the radar. You know, I went to school a long time. I never threw poop at my teachers. You know, <laughs> I went to school a long time. Never was I in the principal's office. Probably never had it around. That's not nah, been gone. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I mean, he looked me up and, you know, pretty sure he called my parents. I don't know. But anyways, all of that. To be now in the role, one is a trip. Yeah. I would never. You're that guy. Never would have expected that. But that's the goal is to be different. So when these kids ask me like, hey, can I do this? Hell yes. Do it. Hey, can I do that? Of course it's you. Like we want to see you. So go ahead. You know, and I don't understand why people are so afraid of that. Like let go of what, like, what is it? Your ego? Is it like, what are you, what are you afraid is going to happen if a young person shines for the world to see them in the way they want to be seen, like, why is that so scary? Is it our turn? Like, I just feel like, you know, minorities get punked never all at the same time. Cause I feel like they're the people who punk the minorities are a little bit more intelligent than that. They know not to attack the, the whole herd at once. I feel like they want to segment and, and, and attack them independently, you know? Like, obviously, we always hear about police brutality and black people and just harassment and things, you know, from, 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 from leadership, from higher ups, from people in places of power. And then recently we heard of Asian hate, you know, and then and, and it's, it's recently that we hear about it, but it's not recent that it's occurred. You know, I, I remember stories when I was younger because I come from a very Asian rich community and I hear stories and I saw people that, you know, and now it's like you, you see the, the Mexican um, aspect of, of getting, you know, belittled or just having, you know, things happen to us and not really, not really anybody coming up and speak, but it's like, it just seems like it, somebody passes a baton, somebody passes a torch and it's like, all right, this, this time we're going to mess with this demographic. Now we're going to mess with this demographic. Now we're going to do that. And it's like, at some point they're going to run out of demographics to mess with and, and what's going to happen. Or at what point do all of the minorities finally say, yeah, wait, yeah. Like what? We've been here for too long and, and we still keep getting the shit under the stick. Like at what point are you going to realize like we're not playing like that? I'm hoping that this, by the time my kids are of age, you know, by the time your guys' kids are of age, it's like that's a distant memory. You got to remember that these things that occur, the the roots of it, the the Montgomery High School where, you know, the integration and segregation, that shit is like 60 years ago. Yeah, it's It's not, not it's not that long ago. You know, like a lot of people like read it in a book and it's like, oh my God. Everything was like in black and white. So this must have been like centuries ago. It's like, no, that shit's not even a hundred years old. That shit's about 50 to 60 years old. So it's like, people always say, oh, our country, this, our country, that. Our country, you got to realize, was it's birth on violence. And I get it. A lot of countries, that's how things take shape. 
you know, violence and the strong arm and everything. But you got to realize that this is what our country was birthed upon. And it's, we come from that origin. So I don't think it's ever going to change. It's not. There's always going to be something, right? Like, I think, um, I mean, I even know, like, with my parents, you know, like, them talking about going to the marches for, you know, like, walkouts from school and stuff like that. And, and it isn't new, you know, it's, it's, it's been there and it's going to continue, unfortunately. Um, and I think us as, as a community, as community leaders, like we have to continue to speak about it, give voice and to push, like, especially the youth, you know, to, to speak up and to, to, um, own their identity, right? Like, so if a student wants to wear a flag when they graduate, like own it, you know, like what's wrong, what's wrong with that, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. And I think we see it so much more because we are on the border, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I grew up in Sacramento. Like, I mean, there's, I didn't, I didn't hear or see about that stuff until I moved to San Diego. Well, no, you were probably more focused on eating burritos out of an aluminum foil wrap and with rice in there. It's like, Jesus, how did you even, <laughs> pretty much, how did you even live like that? That's much. crazy. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's different, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think, um, yeah, I mean it, and I'm, yeah, it's, it's complicated and it's, uh, every community has different experiences, you know, like. I have family in Visalia and in Fresno and, you know, we have all the stuff with the farm workers up mm-hmm. there, you know, and, and, and unfortunately it's, it's, it's part of our culture. It's part of our community and, and we just need to continue to fight. We're all pretty much the same age. We're all pretty much within like the same four or five years demographic for us. I remember the only walkout cause you touched on, on walking out from school was the Rodney King, um, was it right? Am I tripping? Or is, I think that was the only legitimate like walkout I remember I doing. And I was in middle school when that happened. And they just went around the class and everybody at a certain hour just said, mm, we're walking out, boom. And it was when three officers were acquitted of, you know, doing what they did to Rodney King. And they had video evidence. Yeah. And I remember just like, yeah. oh, wow, how'd that happen? I was like, and you know, my parents, I, ne- I never talked to my parents. And that's the one thing I do want to like be available to my kids. Mm-hmm. it's not that my parents weren't available to us. It's just back then in my, in my day, like, you know, that those weren't things you really touched on. My parents were busy working, you know, doing what they had to do. So the last thing I wanted to do was ask them about these kinds of things. Cause I don't know what kind of response I was going to get. You know, my parents are very nurturing, very caring, very, prov- they provided, but there are certain like walls and stuff that we just didn't even touch that. And I'm like, fuck, Looking back now, I'm like, we never really talked about this. We never really talked about that. There was a few things that we never even like touched on. And now when I have kids, I'm like, fuck, I got to make sure that both wifey and I make ourselves readily available for them at all times. You know, talking about a walkout of police brutality where my parents, never going to happen. Yeah. That shit was never going to happen. OJ Simpson stuff, never going to happen. Because those were like the two big things that happened when I was young. Mm -hmm. And that was it. I think too, like culturally though, I think our parents has... You know, at least from my parents as immigrants, they, you know, my parents are older, so they, they experienced like, you know, the, the, the killing of, of college students in Mexico, you know, and 
they saw a different type of um, violence when people tried to rise up and speak up, you know. And so I think for them coming here, they stayed away from a lot of that just because of what they had, you know, experienced or heard of because they didn't experience it in person, but like they knew what could happen, you know. And I feel like in addition to that, just culturally, we we haven't been the most, um, at least in my experience, it never felt like we were connected to other races or other cultures. You know, we very much stayed to our own and, you know, Mexican. And I feel like when Rodney King happened, for those people that were close to it, they, you know, had an opinion, but I could see a lot of our people being like, oh, well, you know, what did he do? You know, did he deserve it? Like that type of mentality. And because it had never been documented, even as extreme and unacceptable as it was, like, I, I feel like too many people were like, you know, these folks trying to justify the tortillas. Like, I don't know. Take I, the I think L. That was like the, the first time something like that ever happened, right? Now it happens all the time. And I think that's why we're starting to hear about it more. And, you know, like you were saying, the Asian hate crimes and the violence against, you know, elderly folks for no reason. People who can't protect know, themselves. Or, or it's like such a, a weak, weak, a, a aggressive, like, action. Or, or like the vendors, you know, like mm-hmm. they yeah. still keep like, yeah. and, and for them, it, it's not just the violence, but it's also like their merchandise and their product and like they're flipping other cards. The way they make a living, the way they provide for their family, you know? It's a crazy time, man. And I feel like, you know, we, we do live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. We do, we do come from a place of privilege where a lot of these things like happen, you know, like we've had people on the show, ranting with Ramos, you know, he came on the show and he was dropping knowledge about these things and, you know, and he made it a point to let us know that, LA is different than down here. You know, LA is a, is a completely different animal. And and I see that, you know, cause down here we don't, he was telling us and I was like, that doesn't happen down here, bro. Yeah. Like that, that, those experiences, like, like we don't get that. And up there, I guess that's just on the regular. I'd have to yeah. go in there and be like, Whoa, it's crazy. But the vendor situation, that's bananas. That's, that's a reality. That's yeah. not like, you know, it happened one or two or three times. No. That shit happens on the daily. They're having yeah. they're having rallies. They're they're having gatherings. They're they're having you know, uh, 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 where people come and, and support the vendors and be like, no, we're gonna we're here to protect you. They're getting protection. They're getting security to hang out with vendors and make sure that they are in a safe place. That's fucking crazy, bro. That's yeah. bananas. Imagine being in the front of Three Punk and some of our food vendors were getting harassed and fuck with. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It would never happen down here. You know, it would never and I. I don't know the mentality of people in LA, you know, I don't want to even begin to know. I see how they got wild when the Padres swept them. What, what you think I won't go and bring that up? No. What you think? You know, I see the mentality of just losing the shit or a Dodger game, you know, three of them swept. Um, I don't know. That would never happen at the brewery. But you know what's sad though, is that like thinking about like, okay, so that's LA. Right? Yeah. We're talking about San Diego to LA, mm-hmm. right? And imagine all these other areas within the United States, mm-hmm. right? Like, Alabama. Because even LA Georgia, is way like, more wide open and liberal than an Alabama, a South but Carolina. That, but that's the thing, you know, like I think we we tend to forget like how how complex our country is and how divided we are. You know, like 
I mean, even just talking to, to friends that have traveled through Georgia, you know, talking about like, dude, you don't go in these certain areas. You don't go out at, at certain times, you know, like. Well, there they, they still have the sundown towns where I'd never heard of that. But we, we did a, a thing with educators from all over the country. There was a few folks from, from Georgia. And they said that outside of Atlanta, there's a lot of sundown towns. I was like, what, what does that mean? What the heck is that? that? Places that you don't go after sundown. You are not safe. Bad things will happen. Yeah. And so I, I think that's the other thing too. You know, I feel like a lot of times I feel a little naive mm -hmm. when it comes to racism mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. things that other folks in particular, you know, African-American. We come from a place of privilege, bro. Experience. Yeah. Like, I don't know if what I've experienced, like as racist as it may seem, I, I don't know if it would even register for some of these folks and what they experience in other parts. Being in the deep south, country. you think a, 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 a headline of tortillas tossed yeah. in a basketball court. <laughs> like, do you think that'd be like, that That would, what you just did, it would probably bring that, like a little snicker, a little. Right. <laughs> I don't even think it would be <laughs> La <laughs> You know? That's what they're That's mad about. That's, yeah, yeah, and they're looking at us being like, fucking San Diegans and their liberal yeah. views. Look at these guys getting all yeah. crazy and twisted over people throwing tortillas. Pick them tortillas up, take them home, eat them. You know? Truth. Honest, I mean, I yeah. feel like what it represents is a lot bigger than the actual action that occurred. You know, right. we have a lot of time, a lot of free time on our hand to divulge and, and dive into it and be like, oh, Papa, nitpick on it. It shouldn't happen. It happened. And it became headline news fodder for like a week. Oh, we're covering Coronado High School today and then the school district and people are petitioning and people are, you know, demonstrating. That shit happens in the South is just whatever, a drop in the bucket because they got legitimate issues that they got to worry about. So again, like I always say this shit, we come from a place of privilege in San Diego where shit doesn't really happen. We talk to homies that are from, we need to bring somebody from, we need to talk to a Mexican in the South. We have one. Tu compita Crystal David. We got to talk to him. He lives oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, he's from here. He's from Chula Vista. He uprooted, took his family and they went and now they live and they live in Atlanta. And it'd be interesting to just kind of like tap into his head and be like, what goes on down there, bro? Yeah. Let's go. No, 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 done. I'll call him. I just figured out how to take phone calls on this thing. So I'm going no, to, I'm he saying, wants to go. I want to go. I want to go over like there. Like a day, like go out for the it's day. Alien. In Atlanta um, for the day? And then I'll go for two or three. <laughs> I'll go if the Potters are playing the Braves. We'll make a whole adventure out of it. <laughs> I'll go even if they're not. I'm done. I've always wanted to go to, to Georgia, Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah. There's, certain, there's certain states I would never go to. One of them was West Virginia and we ended up going. And West Virginia, that was, it's just weird, bro, to go to a state where people look at you different, where you're just kind of rolling around, you know, you're just kind of walking around. We were just in the-, in the I think we need that. We went I, into I a touristy like the, part. The only way, you know, you asked earlier, will things ever change? Will it ever be different? I feel like that's the only way it ever will be, mm -hmm. is for folks to get out of their- Comfort their zones. Areas mm -hmm. and see something mm -hmm. different. Because at the- like when you talk to people and I've, I've been listening to a podcast of this um, jazz musician who started interviewing white supremacists, mm. you know, and, and he, as they would talk, like he, he, in the first episode or the episode that I heard, he's interviewing like the, whoever the, the main guy of the clan in his city was he somehow gets like through a third person gets an appointment to interview this dude. When they walk in, he walks in with a, a bodyguard. Essentially. 
He walks in. That's intimidating like, as like, fuck. The dude is black. Like, so in, immediately they're like, you know, apprehensive. Like, what's going on? We being set up. And, you know, they sit down, they talk, and, you know, they ask, uh, for whatever reason, they ask to see his ID or something, you know, shows them like, oh, okay, you live in such and such, you know, street. And the guy talks about it like he knew what was going on, like he's not exactly safe right now. And so then he responds like, yeah, and you're, you know, you're Steve Garcia, you live on such and such, Garcia. Name, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, and, and like they they establish like okay, you know something about me. I, also I know, know something about, about you. you. And what ended up happening is they they talked, and they pushed each other's thinking, and and they understood one another to the point where the dude gave everything up and and closed his chapter. You know, and the guy changed his ways. Conversation, bro. Exactly. Conversation. But, but so many of us will not. Not even consider sitting at the table with someone we disagree, and that's on both sides. Of, uh, yeah, exactly. that, that's on both I'm sides saying, of the like aisle. Too, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh. I, I know people that won't go across never the railroad tracks per se, and, and reach they out and ex- yeah, and extend an understand. olive branch. It's a, and I've talked to people like that. And I say, bro, how do you expect? How do you expect somebody to you know make you feel comfortable if you're going out of your way to make them feel uncomfortable? Like it, it's got to work both ways. You got to make sure that you know it's like. You're bringing something to the table. They're bringing something to the table and boom, have that conversation. Miscommunication and lack of conversation is probably at the root of 90% of it. There's still some bad motherfuckers out there. Like, don't get it twisted. You can sit down with somebody, tell them, you know, this is how I was raised. This is my family. This is woo woo. This is what I did. Fuck you. You're Mexican. I don't, I don't care. Like, fuck you. You're black. I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, I was raised and taught to hate you. And nothing you say will make me change my perception about you. There's still those people out there. But I feel like a majority of the people that have similar mentalities, if you sit down and talk to them and kind of share experience with them, like, I didn't know that. Oh, that's, you know what, dude? Cool. Let's have a beer. Let's continue this conversation. I feel like that most of the time, that's how it's going to work. Nine times out of 10. And again, there's some crazy people out in this world. There's some crazy people in San Diego. There's some crazy people in Chula Vista. There's crazy people everywhere. And we're not going to address all of those crazy people, but we can... Take one big swipe and and clean up a lot of the shit that's going on just simply by having a conversation. But people are scared, bro. And now with like coming out of the pandemic, even more so. People don't want to yeah. leave their little cluster. People don't want to leave their little comfort zone. All the work that has been done up to that point to like, all right, you know what? Yeah, let's go here. Let's 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 bridge this gap. Let's mend this. Let's do that. Now with the pandemic and everything slowly coming out, it's like, fuck. Let's finally go visit our family that we haven't seen in a year and a half. Let's finally go this. So it's like building blocks for all over again. So I feel like one, that's why shit seems to be going off right now. Two, media, social media, and just the availability of cameras and everything, documenting all these things, it just puts everything on a, on, on a platform, on a pedestal. It makes everything readily available. I, I, I'm guilty, one of my, uh, on, say guilty pleasures, um, like when I'm go- about to go to work and I'm getting ready, I'll be in the bathroom just watching videos. I watch like interactions between police and, and people, bro, or just like, like Karens and, and people. And then just like, just people interacting and beefing. For me, I, I'm like drawn to them. I'm like, why, why are these motherfuckers like beefing? Like this came, somebody cut you off. They didn't put a blinker on and all of a sudden, boom, you're just going to like completely lose your shit and, and hate on them. Well, you but know? think about it though. Everybody's been stuck at home yeah. for over a year and a half. Yeah. Right. Like all these and whether, whether you like are, 
open-minded or not, you know, like people are like, imagine the trauma that just even being just in a pandemic has caused people, right? The fears, the anxiety, like whatever, you know, and people fucking have triggers. Mm -hmm. And so trigger that in whatever situation, and it's not an excuse, but like what I'm saying though, is that people are like, they are, we're all like stuck. And so now you're getting out. Now you're having these opportunities to interact with people and somebody triggers you a certain way and, and that's all it takes, you know? And, mm. and, and sometimes it opens up stuff that maybe you weren't so vocal before about, right? Like, so, you know, yeah. You're coming out of the pandemic with a little bit more sense of like, mm, I'm not going to take that shit no more. I'm whatever, not taking that whatever, shit no Whatever more. that is that's been building up in you, you know, in, in people, you know, and, and, uh, a lot of it's ugly, you know what I mean? Most of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so, I don't know, like, it's scary. All right, algo bonito. Let's cleanse the palate. Actually, let me cleanse my palate real quick with some of this pomegranate tequila. Mm-hmm. Provided to you by the gracious host, the Lugos the Third. Awesome. Elixir. <laughs> <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. Kids are out of school. Yeah. Parents are out of school. Some parents are no longer teachers and some teachers are going back to being parents. Everyone's on summer vacation. Everyone's chilling. Everyone's relaxing. We have kids. Mm. You have kids. They're at that age where they're very hard to um, keep occupied, you know, keep them entertained. The fuck are we going to do to keep these kids entertained? (sighs) The deep guys like, I don't even know. Our kids are easy. Yeah, go ahead. They're easy. Just take them to the, you know, it's, it was kind of sad because normally we'd, you know, we'd go for walks like in the park and they're like, oh, can we go on the playground? I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. The other day. That was weird. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. The other day I was like, you know what? I think you can. <laughs> I was like, let's make sure. No, the, and there wasn't like a lot of people anyway. So I was like, you know what? But go. the parks have been taped up. They, yeah. And this- well, some, there's a, they were supposed to, and I'm sure they were, that tape was ripped off. <laughs> but, but yeah. And I was just like, they were so happy. Mm-hmm. But before happy, they were ha- apprehensive. The little one was like, I can go. We're yeah. like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I, yeah. I can, I can go play over there, mama. Yeah, cause we're I, like, yeah, bro, go. <laughs> Cause again, every time we'd go to the park, we just I'm like, just bring their scooters, bring their bicycles and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you guys can't go. Even though they see other kids in the, on the playground. I'm like, no, yeah. no. I go, it's dirty. We can't go, whatever. And no, the other day they went and they were so excited. They haven't been that excited in a long time to go to the park. <laughs> I felt bad. But yeah, they're like, can we go again? I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll go again. Um, but they don't, they don't, our, at least our kids, they don't, since they're so little, anything, it's really easy for our them. Our kids are little. Yeah. They're little. Like today we took yeah. them on an adventure. You know, we, yeah. we, we, we were like, fuck, I'm on vacation now. So hit me up. Whatever you need, I'm ready. Podcasting, whatever. I'm taking... I'm taking a break from work, but I'm ready to put in some work, you know? Yeah, yeah. So today we took our kids. We said, you know what? Fuck, adventure time. Let's do something. And right now, like, you know, I just met up with the dudes from um, Ground Floor and I talked to them. You know, they were very awesome people. You know, they were super cool, young, vibrant, like, you know, happy and, and motivated people. And I said, yeah. hey, man, I'm going to go uh, visit both of your guys' murals related to the Padres this weekend. I'm taking the kids, la, la. And I just wanted to make sure we didn't drive out to East County and then ultimately couldn't get in to watch one of the murals because it's on a high school. Mm-hmm. He's like, go, bro. Everything is wide open to the public. Like, go and have fun. Boom, boom. And I said, cool. It's like, this is what we're going to do. So today we took the kids to 
Grossman High, we saw the Padre mural that Joe Musgrove that went hightailed it over to the City Heights and saw the Tony Gwynn one. Boom, went over to Ocean Beach and saw the Fernando Tatis one and then came back home and I took the kids for some ice cream and finished up with the Manny Machado one, you know, here in Chula Vista. They fucking loved it, bro. Like, like they, I didn't know if they were going to like it, you know? And, and it was, it was a guilty pleasure for me. I was like, fuck yeah, you know, I, I, one, I appreciate these, these artists work, you know, just after talking to them, it's like, cool. I want to go see them all in person. You know, it's one yeah. thing to just kind of flip through social media and be like, oh, that's cool. It's another thing to actually be there in front of the work that they did and look yeah. up at the wall and be like, oh, wow, this is, yeah. this is magnanimous. This is huge. It's like, this is in the flesh. Like you can see, like they, they put like yeah. time, detail, effort into creating this. And you, you know, you guys both do that, you know? So I'm wearing a hat. I tip my cap to you, but it was just awesome. And my kids just didn't seem like they were into it on the drive up. I posted a picture and you can kind of just see them like, <laughs> where are you taking us? To get them out of the house. They're like, really? We where are you taking us? Yeah. <laughs> so then like, you know, they were bored and kind of, kind of grouchy. And then we got to the first one and like, oh, wow. And I said, we're going to take a picture at all of them. And we're going to do this. And we're gonna... So they get down and take a picture. Boom. Where are we going to next? Yeah, you know? Next one, next so the next one, one, then it's like, it turns, oh, the first one was easy to find that. The second, this was harder, huh? I was like, yeah. I mean, cause we were like kind of driving in circles. Where is it? Boom, boom. We finally found it. It's like, yes, the Tony Gwynn one was hard, but we got it. Which one's next? And then one of them, Tatis, we're going to Ocean Beach. Is all right? Cool. So we go. So by the end of it, awesome. by the end of it, they were hyped. You know, yeah. they were excited. Mm -hmm. We spent no money. Mm -hmm. We spent quality time yeah, you know yeah. and we just had an ice cream at the end and then and, and, and that's why i told wifey it's like these kids are easy yeah these kids these kids aren't like difficult they like they like watching uh youtube videos on video games that they play <laughs> you know they like going outside and and riding the bike they like going outside and playing baseball they like family time. you know they like hanging out with us they and and i want to take advantage of that because your kids are older are they the same weight? Are they, are they like super like overly like, we want to hang out with you and we don't want you guys to leave our side. Tell me when that shit ends. So I can kind of like take advantage of them still wanting to be with us. Mm -hmm. I don't think it ends. They're like that. Well, more with Selena. Yeah. Not so much with me. It's, it's always been that way. With, they don't like hanging out with you or they do nah, like hanging out with you. They do. Oh, okay. They do. But I think, they prefer to be close to Selena. They like to cuddle. Mm. They cuddle with me. So like if we're watching TV or like a show, like they want to be like right next to me, like, you know, cuddled up and stuff like that. So yeah. And Dick is a little jealous. <laughs> Maybe if you shaved every now and then. I don't know, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's quite Why do you want me to shave so bad? I don't. I don't give a shit, dog. Grow <laughs> it. Let it grow all the way up, man. I did. Oh, that's it? That's as far as it's going to go? Yeah. Entry level. Braid it. You can do better. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, like we, we do our thing. Like I, I think, um, so my, our, I feel like every summer our thing is to challenge the kids to read mm. during the summer, like whatever that is. Right. Um, so it, it, for the last few years, like whenever they go right into summer break, I always take them to Barnes and Noble and I'm like, okay, pick a book when you're done. <laughs> Like, we're going to go back and get another book. Like, like I'm, I'm down to get you, you know, books to continue to read when you're ready, whatever. Um, but you, you have to read, you have to like pick a book, finish it, and then let's go get another one. Um, and they're pretty good about it. Like they, they get into their little series of books and stuff like that. And they, they read and, um, and all, all the more so now because they you know, we're hesitant to put them into like any sort of basketball or like, you know, other 
uh, like sports and stuff. So it's, it's kind of like this like weird balance of like, what do I feel comfortable as a parent to put him in and, and stuff like that. Um, our son who's 12, he's vaccinated. And so we, you know, we, he asked to be vaccinated because he wants to go back to basketball and stuff like that. And so it was, it was kind of like a, you know, okay, you know, prepping him to get ready, but our daughter isn't. And so like, you know, that's like a whole other thing, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, like time and balance of like with the kids of like, uh, you know, being vaccinated, not vaccinated as people go back to school and work, Work, I don't know, like as things open, you know, like, I don't know. Things are fully open now. Things are crazy. And and Crystal was asking me, do we take your mask? And I was like, I don't know. I, I say no. I mean, everything's open. But then I forget that privately owned businesses reserve the right if they want yeah. to, to mm-hmm. keep that. So it's like, fuck, I, to- I completely forgot about that because we went to La Concha to get that cake. I don't know where that cake is. It fucking disappeared somewhere. <laughs> that cake disappeared somewhere in their fridge. Um, Tres Leches, La Concha on East Street. Yes, yeah, so we went in there and each business, you know, they operate under their own set of rules. Mm. Understandable. Yeah. You know, no debate, no questions about it. It, it, it. They operate their business as they wish. But I, I was taken aback. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, because where I work, I work at UPS. I work and, and at the brewer and at the bar. At the brewer and the bar, we don't, we don't really, um, we don't really push the mask thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's become more of like, what do you feel comfortable with? Mm-hmm. We, we told our staff, you know, until we get further clarity from, from certain uh, state or government run, um, operations and, and what they tell us to do, like, okay, specifically OSHA. If OSHA says, all right, you know what, yeah. go for it. So up until then we were still wearing masks behind the bar, but now it's like, we've gotten a little bit more, more clarity. So we're like, all right, you know what? If you feel comfortable not wearing a mask, I'm not going to force you to wear a mask, but at UPS, we are forced to yeah. wear a mask, you know? So it's, it, it's crazy. It, 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 from business to business yeah. to business. And then what I think is weird is like people like rock their vaccine like lanyards showing you like I'm vaccinated and then I feel like it's almost like a sense of entitlement like oh, like gosh. let me have this I want that and it's like yeah. I think you're missing the whole point you're you're not getting this you know to floss it and to like belittle other people you know because there's ultimately there's people that you know they're not comfortable with taking the vaccine and the same way I expect nobody to shit on us and our little family because we're vaccinated it works both ways I wouldn't want you know people to shit on them because they're not vaccinated like to each their own. Everyone's yeah, got everyone's yeah. got their own reasons on what they do with their things. I mean, I'm not a big fan of religion, but if you're religious, I, I do your thing, you know? Don't put it on me, you know? I'm not a big fan of a lot of things, but if, so long as all those things don't intermingle with my things and, and the way we're doing our thing, by all means, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and, and you know what? I'm 42 and I've gotten away with a lot of things in my life, but just kind of being middle of the road, you know? I was like, you know what? I'm not a big fan of that, but you're obviously happy and it works for you to do it, man. What the fuck? I don't care. You know, you're, you're not impeding on me. Yeah. I don't know if that's selfish. I don't know if that's a wrong thing, wrong way to look at things, but I just like to be a path, like right down the middle. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm great. My, you know? my thing is that I don't like, I mean, so we're vaccinated mm-hmm. as a family, but like, I mean, you know, we know people who aren't vaccinated and, and I'm completely fine with that. Like, I'm, I'm just like, you know what? Like I get it. I get the reservations, you know, I understand it. And so like, I'm not gonna, I don't feel comfortable telling people what they should or should not do. 
Um, but I'm not okay when people give other people a hard time. No. Whether they want to be vaccinated or not. You know what I mean? Like my thing is that, uh, uh, like, I don't want somebody telling me what I should be doing. And so I'm not going to tell somebody else what they should be. I mean, I may not agree with it, but like, I'm not going to be all up in your face and telling you like, it's interesting. My sister, like she was telling me at her work, um, she's like, yeah, you know, like I'm vaccinated, but I I go to work and I have my mask on because I just, you know, I just, I don't know. Like I, I just, you know, I have to come home with two young girls. So, you know, I want to be safe. Um, and she's like, you know, but I walk in and I get like Fuji faces, you know, like people looking at me like, oh, why do you have a mask on? You know, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. It's over. And she's like, she's like, well, like, I don't, I know want to do that. You know, everybody has their own sense of comfort, you know, their own level of comfort. And she's like, but uh, like, she was just saying like at her work, she's like, yeah, like they get, they're like really mad that I wear a mask. And, and, and so she was just like, yeah, it just kind of feels uncomfortable, but like, you know, like whatever. But she's like, but I I don't know why, like they're like making such a big deal about it. Um, but I don't know. I, I, my work, like we, so we have, uh, if we're vaccinated, you know, we can sign off and, and, and basically giving our, our consent to not have to wear our own masks because we're vaccinated. Um, and so I signed off on it, but like, I still wear a mask because for me again, like I, we come home to two kids and you know, like I, I just working in a company that like has thousands of people coming through every day. Like, I don't want to, I just, I don't, it's just my own, like what I feel comfortable <clears throat> with, you know? And, but I, I don't, I don't get that reaction. Like you should my, have the freedom. A to lot do of my coworkers, a lot of my coworkers are just kind of like, what are, you know, that they're, either or, and it's not even a question, you uh, know, like I don't get those faces of a like, why, why, yeah, you know? I feel like there's 80% yeah. are those people. And then there's 10% of people like you need to wear a mask. I don't want to speak to you unless you're wearing a mask. And then the other 10% of the people are like, yeah. why are you wearing a mask? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Everything's done. It was all fabricated. It was all this. It was all that. Yeah. And it's like, no, bro, like just live your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just live your fucking mm-hmm. life. See, I was worried that once everything started opening up that, I'd be getting looks. I'm like, mm-hmm. am I going to be, are people going to be staring at me? Is someone going to say, I'm like, please just leave me alone. Yeah. I leave you alone. You leave me alone and we're good. But I, I even, I remember telling Stevie, I'm like. Who's I'm- Stevie? <laughs> Esteban Garcia the third. <laughs> Laser Latino. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have to deal with that. But no, thankfully mm, I haven't, like everywhere I've gone, like other people are wearing it. So I'm like, all right. So I'm not the yeah. only one people. I'm sure people still feel a little uncomfortable, you know, if we go to the, the store, mask. like I'll wear, if we, if, if the kids weren't asleep when you went to Costco the other day, I would have taken my mask. I don't feel comfortable still going out. Like we go to yeah. the pe- the Peco when it's been packed, you know, oh, we went yeah. to the Dodgers for the yeah. last three games and it was, then <laughs> <laughs> it was slammed. I, t- I posted a picture on the brewery um, Instagram of us, like in the back of uh, the outfield in the little uh, park at the park area facing in, you look at that photo and it's like, geez, Insane. fucking Christ. It it's a packed. sea, an ocean of people everywhere. And I was like, fuck, I don't remember seeing that many people in one spot for over a fucking year. Like I'm used to just little like, yeah. like you know, like little splattering of people like, Ay, poquito, aquí, poquito allá, but no fuck. Bro, there was like, it. Were people wearing masks though? 
No. No. People, some, no. some people were. Some people. Yeah. Some people were. There's people that are wearing masks yeah. and there's people that are not. At yeah. the Pottery Games, generally, majority, like 90% don't wear masks. Okay. You know? And I mean, again, I get it. Yeah. I feel comfortable not wearing a mask. One, we're outdoors. Yeah. Two, I'm vaccinated. I feel like, okay, I'm not really putting anybody in danger and nobody's putting, any, putting me in danger pretty mm. much. But it's like, whoa. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it, we're back to normal. We're, we're, still, we're wide open. But you still feel <clears throat> like I, f- I feel uneasy. You know, it's been such a long time to be around a lot of people that I get a little anxiety. And I remember even going to the brewery with the kids. The kids had not been around that many people when we were celebrating your birthday. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is. There was a lot of people there. Is, there was a lot of people. Steve the Mayo. <laughs> And the kids, they were just like right next to me, like, oh, yeah. you know, like looking all worried. awkward. Yeah. They haven't uh, been around anybody. Yeah, you know, they've been around your parents, my parents and, that's and us, much, just yeah, a little my, inner family. That's it. My yeah. siblings and that's it. They're cousins and that's it. But yeah, the, the look on their face, I felt it and it didn't hit me till like later on that I was like, oh, poor things. Yeah. Sensory, sensory overload. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like, they haven't yeah. been around this this many people. And then after, I mean, after this whole, like since the beginning, we're like, we can't be around a lot of people. We can't. And then now we're like putting them in there. Not, mm-hmm. I don't think really giving them a warning. Hey, there's going to be a lot of people and just throwing them in there. Mm-hmm. They're like, what in the hell is going <laughs> on here? Like, even That's though they, they all have the mask, but still they're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> our kids are like that too. Like where um, we've been out and um, I, just in general, my kids tend to like, like be up on me, like right next to me, but, but all the more so now with after, you know, as we're, we've been going through this pandemic, like they're like right next to me and I've had a tumble. I was like, Hey dude, like, you know, like you guys can like, <laughs> give me some space back, you know, like, um, but I, but I understand it too. You know, it's like, like, I can't even imagine being their age and growing up in all of this. Right. Because like, I think for us, like we've been able to process it somewhat, somewhat. of like, because we hear what's going on in the news. We're hearing like updates and we're hearing like, okay, we're closing down. We're opening. Okay. We're, we're hearing all this stuff, but for them, it's like they were in school and then all of a sudden they're not. Mm-hmm. And all they know is you can't hang out with your friends. You can't touch stuff that other people touched. And if you do touch it, like you have to put on hand sanitizer. You have to wash your hands. You have to cover your face. Like for them, like, like, what do you do with that? It reminds me of like those horror movies, right? That you hear of like the apocalypse and you're just like, I I don't even know how they can even like process that. Oh, we're missing the zombies. That's it. (laughs) Pretty much. Right. And, and so, yeah, it's so scary. And like, I think to step back and start thinking about like, what, what are they thinking in, in their mind and at, at their age? Like, damn, like, are your kids ready to go back or how do they feel about going um, back? I mean, they want to go back, right. Because they miss their friends. They miss everybody. But, um, I feel like, I feel there is hesitation because, you know, it, it's, it's the unknown, I right? Know, like, yeah. um, for our, like a, for our son, he's vaccinated. So, you know, he, he has, 
a little bit of extra protection, but like he's still, he's actually, I think is worse than our daughter where he's like, we go out somewhere. He's like, I need hand sanitizer. Like, he's like, I, I'm sorry. I need hand sanitizer. Like he, he's a little overboard on it. Um, <laughs> per thing. I know. And, and I feel bad because it's like, that's what we taught him. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Like you touch that, put hand sanitizer on. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I, I can't give him a hard time, but like, it's, <sighs> I don't know. I enjoyed not being sick for over a year and a half. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was the first time I've been sick what? in a minute. I'm yeah. like, hmm, cool. I mean, that's why I don't mind wearing the mask, to be honest, yeah. you know? And I don't mind the kids wearing a mask. Like, hmm? keep it on. I mean, especially since they're not vaccinated, they're still too little. Plus, we have like over 30 fucking masks that we each have. Like, <laughs> what am I just going to throw them shits away? Yeah, like, nail. I'm going to still welcome. It seems like for at least the kids... It looks like at school they'll have to wear them. Okay, moving forward, anyway. You think so. the entire time they're there? Yeah, at, at least right from. Now. Well, and I'll say at least for our schools, mm. because I, I I don't know. I know each school district does yeah. whatever they want to do, or what they think is best for their community. But um, because especially the younger ones, so few of them are um, vaccinated. You know, and especially under 12, you know, even less or none. Um, I imagine that they're still going to be doing that where they have sure. to wear the mask. Mm-hmm. And at the high school level, I feel like that's going to be so hard for us. Mm-hmm. You know, because even even now, once after June 15th hit, we started having kids that were like, whoa, like, why do we have to wear a mask? I don't have to wear it there. I don't have to wear it here. Mm-hmm. You know, like for our prom, I told kids, bring a mask. I'm not sure what the venue is going to say. Like what? But you could go to a Padre game and you don't have to wear a mask, and it's like full capacity. Like, why do we have to wear a mask? And sure enough, we get to the venue and they're like, you know, it's, it's optional. You don't have to anymore, um, but it's up to you. You know, so we as kids arrive, we just told them like, hey, you know, if you're vaccinated and you feel comfortable, you don't have to wear a mask. If if and the, crazy, only six out of ninety four kids that showed up. Or like 90 kids that showed up were not vaccinated. Oh, so the majority of them are. So a lot, okay. a lot of teenagers are. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Do you want your freedom? All you got to do is take it down. Let's do it. Let's yeah. go. Well, and for so many of them, like, you know, I know universities are starting to require it. If you're going to be on campus, like you have to be vaccinated. So I think, and, you know, whatever people's feelings are about it, like inevitably it's going to become a thing. You know, and, and I'm with you, Crystal. Like, I I don't mind washing my hands every time now, mm-hmm. you know, or using, you know, hand sanitizer, wearing a mask, or staying home. If I don't feel good, <laughs> yeah. I'll stay it home. It was awesome not being sick for a year and yeah. a half, bro. Yeah. I would like to continue that fucking trend. I didn't know it was possible. Neither did I. <laughs> Dude, I turned 30. I got hit with pneumonia. And, ever since, and every year after that, I feel like I kept getting sick and sick. Like twice a year. I think you just had to be more careful after yeah. that, especially yeah. getting pneumonia. Every year after yeah. that, I would get sick in, in like January or March, perdón, in like October. That's true. Yeah. Twice a year, like a bad, like two day flu, like yeah. bad. Yeah, because you're, you're so so much so susceptible for like lung, mm-hmm. yeah, like messes That and he lungs. wasn't washing his hands. Never. <laughs> I'm bad. And then this whole year, you know, like. Just wearing a mask, not being out and about, the kids not going to school and bringing back everybody else's kids fucking bacteria. Like all of those things played a role. And now it's like, shit, that was a good year and a half. 
Like I didn't get sick. Shit, I got a vasectomy. You know, like like I checked boxes of things and I was like, that's the only thing that bothered me throughout the whole pandemic was me getting a vasectomy, you know? Mm, I don't know why you're looking at me all side eye fool. I'm trying to do that he this needs summer. It. Handle. He needs it. Yeah. Handle. I'm gonna go for it. Go for it. El Compita Jeff did it. Right? I, Am I, did I, done, I think that's what he was talking about. I didn't really and connect the dots. He kind of messed with his head a little bit. He was talking about students and all this stuff. Like, Ooh, <laughs> we won't get into it. You're a bully, though. I, uh, <laughs> it's just that things like that, you know, I, I feel like those are also things we should talk about. But Go ahead. You're not here. Go ahead. It's summertime. <laughs> the oh. king of transitions. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to try and go for the snips. It's time to. It's time? It's time. Yeah. Have you gone yeah. to a consultation? No. I hit up my not. doctor, but. Go ahead. You know. Let because, me tell you how it works. Because of COVID, um, no, it's bullshit. not as easy to. Bullshit. To I, did it in the thick of, I did it in the thick of it. I did it in the thick of COVID, bro. I, I know. In the middle when you, of when it. you did it is when after the that of is pandemic. when I called and my, I had an appointment. Doctor didn't show up. It was like a virtual appointment. Mm-hmm. They sent me all the links. I'm there waiting. Nothing. Emailed them. Emailed me back like an hour later. Oh, like I'm available now. <laughs> did you do it? No, because we were already out and about like. I like yeah. sometimes when my kids are doing some shit, I like yeah. to let them hear themselves tell me what they're doing. <laughs> Be like, go ahead. What happened? And then and, and then I didn't listen to mama. Um, I'm like, yeah, fool. There. Like, go ahead. I'll call. Yeah. I'll call. I'll send you Look, a call on Monday. It's a consultation. You're going to reach out to whoever your, your primary doctor is. Boom, boom, boom. And you say, hey, man, I'm thinking of getting a vasectomy. How old are you? Fucking 49. Uh, how many kids you got? Eight. All right, cool. Obviously, you meet the criteria. <laughs> you know, like their their main objective is to talk you out of getting a vasectomy. Really? Like, the, yeah. The, yeah, it was like a psychoanalysis breakdown. Like, why do you want? I was like, bro, I'm fucking forty two. Or at that time, I was forty. I'm forty one, and I have three kids. I'm good, bro. Like I like all of those <laughs> boxes. Me. All those boxes. <laughs> I done checked them. Like I'm good. Like my mental is fine. If you throw, if I have another kid, my mental will not be fine. Like I need to like I need to get this done. It's like okay, let me. Then okay, so primary doctor. Then at that point, recommends you to a, a urologist. So then you're gonna meet with a urologist, and then over the phone, hey, Mr. Garsha, like how's things? <laughs> how are things going? And I'm like, hey, bro, I'm just trying to get this dick snipped. I don't want to get my wife pregnant, and then fucking you know four kids. You actually said that. I'm trying not to get my wife pregnant, bro. I'm just trying to get this shit handled. And they're like, well, let's we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and go over that today. And I said, bro, I'm over forty and I have three kids. <laughs> That that like that. that should be like reason enough, and it was because I, I hear that's a multiple. How long do these conversations last? Four months. Four Dang. months from from the it's it, not happening. No. From the from the yeah. No, but but I think because the pandemic hit. Maybe that's why. Maybe, but I'm I mean, sure most most is. most of my my uh, the setting up of appointments and scheduling was done through the My Sharp or My Health app, mm-hmm. and that was it. You know what though. So I think we have to document this. Mm-hmm. Right. So Monday, Monday I'll call mm-hmm. and I'll okay. start telling. Yeah. I'll let you know how long it takes me. Yeah. You got to call your primary doctor and be like, yo, doc, this is what I want to do. Okay. I'll rec- I'll, <laughs> Put I'm it gonna- in the calendar. Yeah. Put it in the, the phone calendar. And, and then he's going to refer you to the urologist. You're going to sit down with him once over the phone or in person. Now, if they're doing it in person and then he's going to talk to you, get to know you. Woo woo. Um, I'm going to try and get it done by my birthday. You're going to see your Ooh, penis, bro. He's, he's going to see your penis in the first one. <laughs> I was a little overly eager when, when he's like, okay, pull your pants down. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, you know, you know what? 
you look if you look manageable, we're, we're gonna be able to do this quickly. <laughs> no, for real. Like it was like, okay, you know what? You have <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> it's like you 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 hang well, you got a nice length. And I was like, all right, good. Uh, That's what he said. And I was like, okay. And I and in my head, porque TMI, we're with family. And 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 I was like, all right. So he's I was like, you can work with it. He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna have you talk to the nurse and she'll set up the next appointment. So the next appointment was the one where we went over the drugs. Like, this is what we're going to have you do. Signing consent forms. Stole it. Bella, woo, woo. That's the number three. Number four is the actual procedure. And you do it. Yeah. Then, and then they're like, hey, man, like, we want you to come in here and take this. What did they give me? Morphine? No. What's that fucking thing? Percocet. I had, I had a Percocet. They gave me a Percocet just to chill me out. I don't even think I took it. I took it home. I was like, nah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with them pills, bro. I was like, I don't fuck with them pills. I slung it. I gave it to somebody, bro. I went on the Emo Brown Social Club. I fucking the, I, I went on the Discord and I said, who wants some Percocet gun? Got him $10. No cierto. I flushed it. Um, and yeah, and then, then that was it, bro. You take your pill or not. And then you sit down. They, 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 they look at you. Ba, ba, ba. They put a little shot. You're numb. You'll feel in, nothing. In your nuts? Yeah. Right underneath the scrotum sack, dog. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You feel nothing. You smell. Really? You smell what's going on. Cause, oh. Yeah. Like you smell it. They go, it's like tech welding. They go. That's so gross. They're singeing your vas deferens. Like a little la madre where where everything comes out. Like, you know. Does it smell like barbecue? It smells like more like, uh, yeah, okay, I'll go with barbecue. Yeah, it's like, uh, barbecue pit on Plaza. And it, it smelled like, uh, that's the only, I didn't feel anything. And, and it was done when I knew it was done. Like he did both and I was good. Nice. All right, that was it. And then it was not even him. He just came in to check the nurse's work. And that, that was the most awkward part. Like, and I was like, oh my God. So my wife has seen me naked. This is a little weird. And she's like, huh? I was like, sorry, the drugs. Sorry, the drugs. Sure, you didn't take a pill. And I, Fuck, I don't know what's going on. And, then, <laughs> and that was it. It was done before I knew it. And then, then there's other things that, you know, we got to take care of before you can actually take care of what, you know, you got to make sure you ejaculate 20 times before you're ready to go and go, go heavy with wifey. <laughs> Crystal's face. <laughs> it was, it was a whole like the, the checklist, bro. Like this is what you need before you get, it was like levels. So when I'm telling you, it's a whole process. <clears throat> it's a whole fucking process. I can't bro. get it done in three weeks. You, I don't know, shit. You know what? I don't know. I think this Maybe should be like I'm gonna go for it. Go. A Monday. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be accountability, buddy? I'm gonna buddy? fucking text you, bro. Be like, hey, did you get your dick checked? <laughs> <laughs> how, how well do you hang? Yeah. <laughs> I can work with this. This is a manageable length. I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> it was just, it was awkward. You know, like the only experience I had prior to that was for um, high school soccer and high school baseball, having to go to a, uh, a physician and the physician was on Rio Drive, bro. The physician was hey, a, I went to the, on, on, on Rio Drive across the street from like Beatrice Court or not Beatrice Court, uh, Winchester, like in that general area. And there's like a little, uh, like a primary health practitioner. Right I went in there. Hands. Yeah. And then the, 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 the nurse checked me. Boom, boom, I just felt awkward. She's up here pants. And I was like, I don't know your name. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And then that was it. And so fast forward like 30 fucking years, bro. I felt the same way, bro. It was, it was crazy. But ultimately look at me now. Happiest motherfucker in the room. Look at me. You can be that guy too. <laughs> Get it done. Ay, pobrecito. Pobrecito, por qué? Oh. I never said, I never hey, said I was yeah. in pain. I'm just saying, I never, can no, I, but can it's I like, oh my God, it's so The alternative awkward. to the, the male partner. Rhythm day. method. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it it is so much 
Well, I don't know if it's better, but I think it is so much easier for men to go through that process. It was a five second conversation. Ladies. Oh yeah. I told him, I'm like, I had the three kids. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Yeah. But I mean, it was, I didn't, I didn't put up a fight. I was like, no, no, cause I told her, I said, yours is surgery. Yeah. Yeah. For women, it's, it's a legit surgery. Well, I know. Like I told him, I was like, dude, like if you don't do this, like I'm going to, I'm going to get the surgery. Cause I, I just don't want to get many more kids. No, so no, I didn't want to be on birth control, and I told him if we don't want any more kids, you're the one that has to get fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting fixed. I have the kids. That's it. I put it's- disclaimer because you're making me sound like I, I did not put up a fight. Uh, I brought it I to you. I said I'm gonna handle this. Let's you get didn't. it. You didn't. Yeah, you're right. You're Call right. me a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't go that far. But. Call me a hero. It's quick and <laughs> it's no, easy, yeah. bro. There's, yeah. It's minimal pain. It's discomfort. You know, I, every now and then. Every now and then when I'm playing golf and I swing a little too much, like I feel a little, a little, like a little, a little, like, oh, I was like, what's that? What was that? And I was like, uh, that's my vasectomy kicking in. Uh, <laughs> or it doesn't hurt. Fundillo. El fundillo se soltó. Tu sabes. Nah, it's hey, not painful. I, think, I don't think it's a matter of you being a hero or whatever you're saying, but I think more men need to hear. Yeah. Like, I think it's a fear of not knowing. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. You're doing, you're doing like your wee wee will still, it still works. It, I assure you, it, it still works, bro. I pee, I do everything, all the things. I pee. <laughs> Nothing's gonna happen to you. The morning wood, it's still there at 42, bro. You know, it, it, everything is fully functional. I hope See? your mom's listening to this God. one. <laughs> Good. Shit, my dad weaseled out of getting a vasectomy. He made my mom get the, her her tubes tied. No. Yeah, so I was like, nah, I ain't gonna do uh-uh. that. And like, I, I just know that's too much. Uh-uh. So I was like, yeah. I'll handle this. It's ain't no thing. And it legitimately was no thing. Good. Legitimately. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard some, um, I, I don't even know who it was, but I remember um, a lady telling me that the husband didn't want to get fixed, that they wanted her to get, he wanted her to get fixed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, come on. Yeah. I'm like, you had all the kids. They could do this. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. No way. I don't know why you're looking at me in that manner. I did it. There's too many men out there. Jesus Christ, man. It was easy. The horror they're not, stories. They're not cutting off your freaking balls. Like Horror what? stories. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm down. I'm down. And you're right. Um, I appreciate that. You haven't heard I the made, horror I stories the, yet. I made the uh, appointment. Didn't follow through. I'm going to follow through this time. Good. Mm. And, mm. you know, I know people that I have a cousin. He had the procedure done. Maybe didn't get to the full 20 before he went for it. Mm, got his lady and pregnant. He had finally <gasps> Of got, course. But he finally got the son that he wanted after three. Damn, bro. After three girls. He got yeah. a boy. Oh, no. Ooh, truth yeah. be told, I never went back to the doctor to fill the cup and give it to oh, him. Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. No, but we were very, we went 30. <laughs> we said we're gonna nix the the, the twenty, yeah, and we're gonna go. straight thirty. You know, you go one hundred and fifty, right, baby. If I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it right. You know, <laughs> horror stories. Uh, Here you go. Beyond your uh, whales, they can get like super swollen in chalos. I saw uh, pictures that the, the doctor showed me. This is something that could happen. Well, you yeah. know, and I saw him was like, "Damn, those are balls, bros. They're huge. <laughs> it's a wound." <laughs> that scared me. Yeah. That scared me. Horror story number two. Why are you because he needs to know the flip no. side of the coin. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. I don't know anybody that it's personally happened to. Mm. And I have a, I have a lot of friends that have had this done. Mm. Yeah. Number two, your first ejaculate is going to be bloody. No. Oof. Fake news. Didn't happen. 
I was ready. Oh. I was ready. I was like, oh shit. Cause you got to wait. What was it like? Wait like a month before you did anything. And we, what? yeah, we waited like a month. Like it was on a calendar. We, we, we did a little like paper chain and it was 30 <laughs> days. And like, I ripped one off every morning yeah. before I went to work. <laughs> and when I got to the 29th one, I looked over and I said, Hey, we there. Ah, so I took the 30th one off and I was like, I'm scared, bro. I was like, what's going to yeah, happen? You really have to wait a month. Yeah, you have to wait a month, bro. You have to wait a month to make sure everything. If, if you if you hurry it up, if you hurry it up, that's when I feel like the blood is going to flow. And it's going to be blood. Yeah, so. My neck bleeding. No, so everything was normal. Knock on wood. The only thing is, and he told me, he's like, some people still experience some sort of like, you know, not pain. Not, di- not even discomfort. Yeah. You're just going to feel a little pulling. And I did like sometimes I I swing super hard playing golf or or kicking a ball in soccer anything related to athleticism oh, I'll be yeah. on the peloton like ah, 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 grinding I'm like <laughs> and I was like this kind of it, it didn't hurt but I, I I had a vasectomy like I feel that I had a vasectomy how long is that supposed to last for I don't know it's been almost fucking Forever. ten months and I still feel it and he said you'll feel uh, it from time to time and I'm like yeah it does it's not it doesn't deter me if I'm gonna feel yeah. a, a millisecond of like tugging. Or 18 years of raising another motherfucking child? <laughs> Give me all the tugging. <laughs> Not for real. Tug it. All the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Handle it. Get it done. You, you should have hit the... Dun, dun, dun. Which one? You don't have that joke one? <laughs> that one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she haters, bro. Uh, Fucking hater. Vasectomy <laughs> 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 ah, game. Get it yeah. done. Get it all done. Right. We're going for it. Nice, I'll let bro. you know how quick it happened. Summertime we will. goals. Summertime goals. Okay, what are we? We are in June, the latter yeah. part of June. Uh, I see you. I, I can legitimately see you being done by August. Nah, I'm trying Sooner? to be done in July. <laughs> then you better start <laughs> making some calls. Mm-hmm. And right. Monday, yeah. I'm going to harass my doctor and tell him what's up. You stood me up last time. Let's do Get this. Get this done. Yeah. That'll know you. Yeah, no, bro. I'm, I got two children. They're adolescents now. Yeah, you know, you know? the other the other reason I called was I have a older cousin that was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And th- those were the two reasons I called. I said, hey, here's where I'm at in my life. I, I want this procedure done. And also, uh, someone in my family was diagnosed, want to know what I need to do or what I can do. Um, so again, things that I feel like, man, I don't know. We don't talk about it until it's too late. It Mexican dudes, bro. Mexican dudes yeah. for sure. Mexican dudes. I'd rather, I'd rather not go to the doctor and live my life it's day to day and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But like more good. recently I've gone to the doctor. More recently yeah. I've gone oh, to the doctor. No, but let me tell you this. Here it comes guys. Mm-hmm. It was the worst It's like, it's like, it should be like, okay, I'm going to go to the doctors. Like everything should, I mean, hoping everything comes out good and everything. Right. But with this guy, it's torture. It's torture. He is flipping out. He's like tantrums. Oh no. Like he, he's in such a horrible mood (laughs) and it's just because he has like all this anxiety just going into the office and just like, all these things going through his mind, like, I'm what, if, fucking what, die. what if they're going to say, I'm going to fucking die. Yes. But like, who really likes going to the doctors? Nobody likes Hypochondriacs? Like, they fucking love it. No, they don't. Shit. They're already freaking out once they go in there. It's like, oh, then, then I'm a hypochondriac because I'm freaking out from the get. No, yeah. I, I was. I was going for every, like, for everything. But. Okay, look at, I'm, I, somebody told me, uh, I'm trying to remember. 
I don't remember who told me. Somebody was telling me, okay, because you're at that age, man. They're telling me, this is a midlife crisis. You know, some dudes buy fucking sports cars. Some dudes have affair with like young women. Some dudes start reflecting on everything that's happened and what's going to happen and where you are. And I think I fall into that category, bro, because I am super um, anxious now. I feel like it's always been there at the, at, at the, the subterranean level, but it's definitely come to the surface now. Everything freaks me out. I'm afraid of everything. I'm super anxious. Everything is like, oh, I'm always on edge. Over. I'm, I got stressed to my fucking toes, bro, to my hair tips. Todo el pelo. I feel like this is my midlife crisis. I'm just fucking breaking down. But, and then I try to like smoke weed and then, and where I try to like have an edible and it just amplifies it. Yeah. It does it in reverse, bro. I'm like, everything, I'm fucking it all up, bro. You know? And, and I just, oh, it bothers me. I can't hang. Like this last month has been horrible. Two months, right? Yeah. Like two months. One, one of my real good homies passed away that you guys know. And then two, just so many like things upon things have been compounded and compounded. And it's just like, boom, it's just been breaking me. I like to pride myself on being like strong and unbreakable. Nah, bro. I just, I realized in the last two months that I ain't shit. I'm weak as fuck and everything like knocks me off my ass. You're not weak. You're just human. Oh, and it's, it's, it's bothering me. You're human. Mm-hmm. You're human. Like, and, and I think, uh. Cocaine would help? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn, she clear with them eyes, bro. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I mean, I think we have to acknowledge that we're, Fucking human. Yeah. And and it's good that you're all, talking about it. We yeah. We all experience anxiety. We all experience um freaking panic attacks. Like like that's just that's freaking light. And mm. we're in a pandemic. Ugh. So add that to forgetting. it, right? We're not we're not in normal times, you know, and I think um we have to allow ourselves to experience it. It's weird because I, I get up early, I go to work early, but even before I'm supposed to be awake to go to work early, I'm just up, like thinking yeah. like, and my brain doesn't shut the fuck up. And then, and, and then I feel like, it's just always like, how am I going to raise these kids? Yeah. I got to make sure these kids make it. Things are going crazy. There's too many uh, like external factors that lead, like take the power of, of, of wifey and myself raising our children in the right way. There's too many other yeah. things going on that take our power away. I can't sleep. And that's when I try to like pop a gummy and then my friend, my, it just goes in like to super hyperdrive. I'm like, God damn it. And then I just have a horrible day. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm easily aggravated, but I'm fucking breaking down. I'm like, ugh. and then running the businesses yeah. and like raising a family. And it just, oh, this last to, two well, months have been to, horrible. You have to have like, find that balance. Like, what is that? And, and you, know, <laughs> you don't need to know the answer to that. You know, like, I think, uh, what is that balance? You know, is that giving up some stuff? Like, yeah, it is. It is. I was know? taking, I, I, I legit, um, like, and I keep using the analogy of the cup, you know, like I had, our life is one cup and then, and that cup has a beginning and it has an end. And once you've filled that cup, that cup completely, you can't keep putting shit in there. Mm-hmm. So ultimately I got to take something out. Mm-hmm. So like I've, I've worked on it where I got to say, what's priority? Yeah. Like, what is my fucking priority? Obviously I got to work to maintain, you know, the, the take care of my family, you know, to provide insurance to my family, to provide income, to make sure everything gets connected. The dots get connected. Cool. That's done. What else? I run my businesses. I got to take a step back. You know, like I, I can't be as involved from A to Z as I once was for the first couple of years of opening these business. And, you know, I have a partner at the bar who who's going through something similar, you know, and, and we're, 
I know I'm not an alpha male. I know he's an alpha male. I, I'm just more of like a, a complimentary alpha male, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like I, I, I can contribute and make it happen. I'm not going to be passive about it, but I'm not going to be like, hey, let's vote. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm there. But he's hardcore. And, and we've both been talking about it. And it's like, bro, like I'm old. Like I, I know, like and now at, at my age, I feel like there's an end. You know, like the, earlier in my life, like there was a beginning and fuck the sky's the limit. I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, fuck it. Let's do this. Let's, let's skydive. Let's get these tattoos. Let's fucking do math or whatever, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's just go for it. Balls to the wall. Now it's like, damn, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I'm just, I'm spending too much time doing this. I'm wasting too much energy doing that. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, bro, I got to take a step back. I got to focus on what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, I've had family members that have had like some issues lately. And then that just turned me in a fucking spiral. And like, fuck, if I lose this person in my life, how the fuck am I going to survive and make anything happen? And it's just been boom, boom, boom. And I told him, I said, I got to take a step back. I brought one of my dudes and glasses. I said, hey, I mean, you're my new tasting room manager. Mm-hmm. You're my first line of defense. Like mm-hmm. I make sure everything in the back end is handled. You just make sure everything in the front end is handled. You're my filter. Yeah. I don't want all that shit coming on me. Handle it. Cool. Did it. Same thing at the bar. Mm-hmm. Take a step back. So my my cup, I was like, all right, boom, slowly decreasing, decreasing the capacity of the mm-hmm. cup and just adding more family time, just hanging out. You know, like this week, I kind of had to fight in my work to give me a week off. You know, yeah. UPS is... Fuck UPS, you know, I enjoy working there, but fuck them. Because everything is like, no, you got to do this, you got to do that. Bitch, I ain't got to do nothing. You know, I got my union and I put in my time and, and I have like a, a certain amount of hours and a certain amount of days and vacation allotted to me. I'm taking this week off. I said, I, I need to decompress and hang out with the family. And fortunately, I'm going to do that. But it's like, fuck, I filled my cup too much. My, my cup is overflowing. And now, fortunately, I feel like I'm in a position where I get rid of this. Even the podcast becomes a little bit overwhelming. Even the the the, the Emo Brown Foundation becomes a little bit overwhelming. We just finished the the backyard boogie, and that was a, it. Took a toll. Yeah. Now we got the golf event, and that's taking a toll. So it's like I just got to take a step back and be like, all right, my fingers are in too many pots right now. Mm-hmm. Where my fingers just got to be at home, hanging out, and just you know taking my kids to the park, playing catch with the kids in the yard, you know, grilling, making dinner, just doing the things that are you know. We take advantage of, you know, like ultimately that's all I ever wanted, you know, to just to take care of the family and the kids and be with them and provide a nice little living. Ain't nobody trying to be a billionaire. Ain't nobody trying to do this. Ain't nobody trying. I'm just trying to make sure that all my dots are connected and that's a wrap at home. And that's, that's my internal struggle right now. Mm. Thanks oh, for sharing. We, help me. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> well, I, I know we had talked about it at some point, um, but we found it super useful to talk to a therapist, you know, yeah. a counselor and our counselor, Brittany Williams, who's also an MC. You know, if you follow awesome. her on social media, no. she, she is down. What's her name? Brittany Williams and her partner, Carlos McCray. They, they, their practice is called Courage Over Comfort. And they, they designed their, their work for our communities, you know, because I, I think we come from families and culture that, you know, we don't, we don't talk about it. We don't open up. We don't show weakness, right? And I think everything you said, right, which like Selena said, at the end of the day, you're just a human being. You have emotions. You have feelings. You're you're a person. It's okay. Exactly. It's okay. And I know. sometimes we need help, though. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. not enough to just, like, it's, sometimes it's not enough for me to just talk about it with Selena. It's, mm-hmm. I need to talk to someone that can actually give me some tools and some resources that mm-hmm. will help me cope or overcome or, or whatever. Like maybe it is just venting, 
but sometimes venting to a, a neutral party that's going to keep it private and help you mm-hmm. is so awesome. I've never you know? thought about going to a therapist. Oh no, bro. he doesn't. You know he doesn't want to. And it's but it's funny because my you know my parents are old school Mexicans. You know, sweep everything under the rug. Don't talk about it. Like mm-hmm. things happen, you just keep on moving, pretend like nothing ever happened, right? Yeah. And it, I think it took a while for like my mom to actually start seeing a therapist. My dad still won't. He's like totally against it. But I think it took a long time, a long time for my mom to finally see a therapist. And I, I think it's like, how do you break that stigma, right? Like, I think we're so... When your cup we should, overflows. We should be able, well, well, we should like, like the, we grew up with this mindset of like, we should be able to take care of our own shit, right? Like we should be able to like handle stuff and- That's not good for you. And, you know, like you, you don't talk about it, right? Because it's taboo. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I don't know, like I, I feel like through the pandemic, we- I mean, like in the pandemic, we, we got like us personally have gone through a lot of stuff, you know, like we had two businesses that closed down and, you know, processing that and, and being there for our kids through the pandemic. Um, and so with, with Brittany, like for myself, right. Like I started going to Brittany and, and like, I just, just having that moment to like have a conversation with somebody who just like, just to process that. Um, and it's interesting, like with my experience, I felt like I had somebody who I felt connected with, who, um, that was that person that just listened, Mm -hmm. gave some feedback, but like more than anything just was just like there to like help me process that, um, and it was beautiful, like, because I feel like I, I really feel like if I didn't have her to to be able to go through those emotions, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I have no idea how I would have been like gone through all those emotions, you know, because I think it is a process, it is a cycle of like, you know, like anything, whether it's a relationship or it's um, partnerships or whatever, right, like. I really believe in there's like this cycle, right? There's, there's grieving, there's anger, there's frustration, there's um, acceptance. Like, you know, like they're, they, they talk about this cycle and I really feel that like I was able to go through all of that, you know, um, with everything and, um, and, and like with the pandemic. So I don't know. I, I, truly believe that um, with everything we, we have to ask for help. And that's something that we don't, we don't talk about, you know, and we really, really need to have those conversations. Definitely. I can't talk to this about my, my parents. They're not about that. You know, they're, they're on a different level. So for me, the, the, this podcast, I always say it like, Oh, this is my therapy, but low key it really is. Like I, this is the, I think- this is the most I talk to anybody. On a daily basis. But I think your parents are way more open. Yeah, but even if they're open doesn't mean they're like, I don't know. Like, I, think, I know, I the, I know the inner workings. Sup- I think they would support you. Regardless. I know the inner workings of the parentals, you know? And I've just been conversations like dropping stuff. I just know what their response is like. What? You need to read that. 
No, I think you're, <laughs> you know, you exactly. Know, it's like, you don't, you don't need more that. than anyone. I think your mom would be like, if that's what you need, then go for it. You know, I don't need nothing but whiskey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, and this, this, I, this clever pomegranate tequila drink. Jesus that's Christ. Nice. That's nice. How many bottles of tequila have we killed with this? <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> no, but I think it's good to talk about it because I know there's like I have a cousin. He's and my, my aunt was just telling me that he, he has like really bad anxiety, and I'm like, you know, just like I told him before, you know, I'm like you're not alone, you know, just know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. It's I've had it really bad where I've had the shakes, and you saw me. I was mm-hmm. like in a really bad. Re- I was in a, I was in a really really bad place. You gave it to me. Stop. <laughs> and um and it's it's not it's not a good feeling. It's I wouldn't wish it like on anyone, you know. It's it's not the best feeling. Um and it took me about almost a year after I had after Sunny. we had our first our first mm-hmm. baby um to get out of it. Um you know, I you know, was prescribed pills and you know, and, and when I read, I remember when I, I still remember when I read the side effects, I was like, this just, this sounds like it's just going to make me feel worse. You know, I want to stop having this feeling, but this makes, this looks like I, it's going to make me feel worse. And then also if I took it, then I wasn't going to be able to nurse my son. So it was just, I was like, what do you want? What do I do? Mm-hmm. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It was, it was so hard. So I decided not to take it and. It was powered not, through it, but it was not easy. That's for sure. It's not easy. So fortunately you had a team behind you, you know, you had people that were in your corner helping you with it, but yeah. But even then I just, even then, even though I had all that support, you know, I felt like you I had was, to bring yourself out. I was, I felt like I was still alone. Mm-hmm. Like no one understood what I was going through at that moment. And, and it was scary. It was, it wasn't, ugh. It was it was just the worst time and 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 it sucked because that was a time that I should have been able to um enjoy, you know, our firstborn and I felt like that first year just it it wasn't enjoyable at all. Yeah. But yeah, I decided not to take it and however I did it, I got out of it. We're not like, big pill poppers when I look back. Well, for me, it was just because I'm like, no, I want to nurse my kid. Like, I'm going to nurse him. I'm going to nurse him. No, I, no one's going to stop me. I need to nurse him, you know? And, and thankfully my, my sister <laughs> helped me out <laughs> with nursing him when I couldn't. Um, Our firstborn, like he was passed around, you know, like he, we just, uh, you, you got milk in them boobies. All right, cool. Here, take this well, boy. No, take this boy. We just give him to everybody. No. Well, thankfully my sister. La vecina, bro. Stop. La pinche tía de un compa. No, <laughs> no you know, like. Thank God for my sister. Like she was, she was, you know, she had her baby like three months mm-hmm. after I had, we had our first and she had milk for days. So I'm like, I'm like, can you nurse it? She'd be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And she would nurse him for me when I couldn't even eat. I couldn't even drink even a sip of water. Like those was, were crazy times. I was in, you lost a lot of weight. You were um, unapproachable. Super, you were very, super fragile. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. So that's why I like the other day I talked to my I had talked to my cousin actually a couple of weeks ago, but I'm like, it's you know, you're not alone. Like, you know, just know that you're not alone. Just know that you're not alone. And I know like these times are difficult. 
like, you know, some people can take it like, like champs, I guess, you know, Ooh, say again, like champs, <laughs> but other, you know, and, and other, I mean, everyone reacts differently to different situations and some people take this really hard and it's completely understandable and, you know, it's scary. You don't know, you know, like what the outcome's going to be, you know, it's the unknown, you know, it's, it's always scary. Um, but yeah, just know you're not alone. And the, and those feelings, it's, it's very important to, to know that you're not a freak to know that you're not, you don't, you don't, you don't want to feel like a freak. You don't want to, you're not weird. You're not a freak. You're okay. You know, it's Mm -hmm. okay. It's okay. So yeah. Do, do, women talk about this like open as openly as you just shared is that you know what i think when i was going through it i i felt like i felt like i was weird Mm -hmm. like i must be the only one going through it like when you're in it like at least for me i felt like i was the only one i remember i would i would talk to my sister i would talk to my mom i would talk to stevie stevie's never had any has never had those kind of feelings so my mom would try to be understanding. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that will happen. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I don't, you're, I think she was just trying to be understanding, but I don't think she's ever had those feelings, to be honest. Um, but like, I, I have friends that, they, you know, they started talking, like after they had their first, they started talking about like, yeah, like if I have like really bad anxiety now, um, I don't know. I think, I think now I think people are, there's, I think people are, you know, talking more about it and I think it should be normalized. I mean, it's shit happens in your life that it could be traumatic that maybe at that moment might not, might not um, manifest, but late years later it will manifest in a certain way. And it might be you getting anxious something triggering it and getting you anxious or having panic attacks or whatever it may be. And I think, yeah. I'd like to prescribe more weed to you as a, as your physician. (laughs) I feel like more gummies is going to help you. You know, I'm I'm reading a book. uh, It's called what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's all about how traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. almost like reprogram your brain and, and the decisions or the, or like, what happens after that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how to like break that down. And I, I think a lot of it is like just talking about it, you know, yeah. and I think for those of us who, you know, if Selena's talking to me or Steve or you like to not just brush it off as like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like that happens, you know, like, cause I think we're, we're the intention is, is good. Right. Like I want to be there for you and listen, but I feel like, Sometimes we don't need to say anything, you know, it's more about hearing the person asking more questions and not telling them they're going to be okay, mm-hmm. you know, because well, that is different for all of us. That's yeah. the worst thing I well, could ever know, hear, bro. You, well, you know what? It's it's funny. So I think before we got married, we were still dating. I had, all of a sudden, I started getting social anxiety. Anytime I was put, like, if, if I was in a restaurant. Especially at Hooters in downtown <laughs> in downtown San Diego. No. And For I, real. We I, had to leave. <laughs> I remember I, I left because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I felt like everybody was staring at me and I'm like, what's going on? And like, I freaked out. And I remember calling my sister. I'm like, please pick me up. Because I wasn't going to leave Hooters. 
And I, I remember he, he <laughs> at that, at the, yeah, at that, at that time he wasn't, he's, he's never experienced it. So he was like, what are you doing? You just don't want to hang out with me. La, la, la. I'm like, it's, that's not I it. Like I just, <laughs> young and innocent. Um, yeah. Like I couldn't, I didn't know how to explain to him, but I was just like, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. So it took a lot for me. That's when I started seeing a therapist and, um, and he was like, yeah, that's normal. Like, you know, um, and he's like, sometimes people will wear glasses, like sunglasses. And, um, cause in a sense they feel like they're invisible. Right. Big and daddy, I, Adam Sandler. No, my gosh. And I swear to you, when he said that, I was like, I do that. To this day, sometimes I'll do that just because I feel like I'm invisible. Like no one can see. It's weird. Yeah. Like big daddy. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's true. And then when I had my really bad anxiety after I had, after we had our first, the minute anyone would try to talk to me about it, it felt like it got worse. I, I, I rather not talk about it at that time. It was like worse for me all the feelings just were to the next level. So, but yeah, I know it's different for everybody, but that was mm -mm, not the best. This took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tequila. It, it was a tequila. The tequila got us in our feelings, bro. Jesus for Christ. We, we had to, do we have a fresh bottle of Bucanas that never got open? Enjoy that, my friends. Um, we we only got a couple slivers of that uh, La Concha Tres Leches cake. I got a couple. We got I got one. It was good. I only got one because that's all you gave me. Mm. Um, yeah. And you know what? We did almost two hours today. Oh. That was a good good two hour purge. Yeah. You know these are the these are the good episodes. These are the ones where everyone's good. I'm gonna fucking release this tomorrow morning, bro. Sunday sessions. Couple therapy. Do it. <laughs> we covered good stuff though. In la mañana, you know? racism. Yeah, social um, issues, social mental, issues health. mental health. Yeah, I think you know. I'm glad we're ending in mental health, and both from like a a male and uh, from the ladies' perspective, because it's it's often it's overlooked. Not, not only that, but I, I I think like just seeing what's happening at school and like what happened at our school and how many of our students are, you know, struggling with just issues of identity that we all go through as a teenager. Mm -hmm. But at like in a much more escalated uh, way that is is hard for it's hard to be a young person right now. I don't doubt I think it. it's hard to be an adult too, right? Like for so many of us, our whole world changed, and you know we talked about our kids being anxious, being out, and like how are they, you know, are they ready to go back to school and be open to getting your kids some help, getting yourself some help, talk to somebody, talk to a friend. We turned out. the switch off. Where's the, where's the, do we still have the phone number if they want to call? 728-9300-619-728-9300. The uh, Emo Brown hotline. Yeah. Hey, there's resources. There's plenty of people out there. You will find someone. We don't have the, the answers, way. but we can listen. That, but also like, you know, like our counselor, you know, we connected with them and, I always feel like, and I've said this to her, like, I don't know if this is actually what like all therapy sessions feel like, but I feel like I'm talking to a friend that like I've always known. If if that's how it's supposed to be, then why don't people tell us that? Cause mm -hmm. it's always felt like this taboo thing, like you don't do, mm -hmm. you know? So 
understand there's all kinds of people out there that are counselors, therapists, social workers that are trained to help. You I'll know, look so into that. If you need it, reach out, call the hotline. We'll listen. I saw that you sent me the link. I sent you two links. Yeah, I saw. I followed them both. If it helps, awesome. If you don't use it, it's all good. Here's the thing, bro. We've been we've we've turned our switch off for 16, 16 months minimum. The switch has been off. You just can't fucking turn it back on and expect shit to go back to normal. Kids to go back to school. Adults to yeah. go back to work. You know, There's nothing it, ever happens. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> well. Culturally, we're, yeah. we've been trained yeah. for that, yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing. Levántate, vete a trabajar, Just funciona. Yeah. yeah, like we turned it off, and I feel like you're starting to see people who can't turn it on. You know, yeah. it's gonna take a couple of cranks to turn it back on. It's gonna take talking to somebody else to turn it back on. So I mean, I feel like that's where a majority of us are. You know, yeah, and, and as people open up, don't don't be a dick, like. Good luck, If, if bro. someone shares their feelings, don't give them a hard time. Like, congratulate them, encourage them to open up. Like, we all need to do that, you know? But just be prepared because what I'm seeing is we all need more love and, and support. El le salió lo pinche hippie. El Peace and love. That's a Beatles song. <laughs> they were right <laughs> yeah. epic time guys yeah this was a good one it was long and strong and down to get the friction on so, so ladies yeah ladies yeah. if you want to roll in my <laughs> <laughs> no this was a good episode uh, yeah we touched on things we normally don't talk about we, that was good this is this is good i will reach out to your uh therapist if you set up your appointment and oh, actually yes. go get your vasectomy uh, done. Yes. I'm, I'm please, okay. Please it do that. Never been, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling Monday. It was never a thing that I, I wasn't trying to. Mm-hmm. Bullshit, dog. You've had the last eight months to do it. I know. Minimum. I, I right? admitted. Minimum. I admitted that I made the appointment. The dude stood me up and then. Oh, look the at you. Dude. Look at you. I, I used <laughs> it as an excuse. Yeah, a crutch, bro. I did. Find a new one. So Monday is right. on. By my birthday. Is it your birthday? July 15th is going to oh, happen. Oh. July 15th. Yeah, was, what are you going to show me? Show me something. I'm trying to play it? a song, but it's not coming up. What song do you want? I'll play. I, 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 play, I can have access to play through the thing. I think I'm on the speaker somewhere. ¿Cuál quieres, viejo? See, you could just tell me. And, and then well, I, it's good that we have headphones on. Yeah, this. what you want? What you want? <laughs> I'm trying to show him. But I'm you could just tell me the name of the band, fool. Like Lee Fields, love is the answer. Lee Fields. Let's get the cuesta, bro. And the expressions, right? Lee Fields uh-huh. and the expressions. What album is it on? Interpretando, love is the answer. Love Prisoner? No es lo mismo, love is the answer, que love prisoner. My own? Yeah, same thing's happening to you, huh? It is what it is, bro. It was a beautiful episode. We're going to wrap it up with something a little bit more slow and romantic. Something something that people have uh, connected to over the last few years. Epic show, guys. We'll be back on the next one and see when we do this again. Maybe a monthly thing. I, I feel like we're too deep for monthly. Maybe quarterly. We'll see what happens. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> La mamada. <laughs>